welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and as always, I'm joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can call us. We have something we call the Peaceful Ease Hotline, which we absolutely love, and it's always hot. That's why it's called the Hotline. You can call it 24-7, 365, and share your thoughts, your ideas, questions with Ela, anything you want to share with Peaceful Ease, and the number for that is 424-625-5562. Again, 424 625 5562. You can email us, podcast at peacefullease.com, and visit us online. Peacefullease.com is the website. Ela, it's so great to be back with you today. How is everything in Mallorca? It's good. I love the variety of weather here. You never know what you're going to get, and the weather forecast is completely unpredictable. So every day is a surprise. Surprises are fun. I know, like it was supposed to rain all day, and I was out. It was sunny, blue skies, and it seems like it always goes towards the better. So like if they say it's going to rain and there are storms, you get the sun out. And if they say if it's going to be sunny, you still get the sun out. So that's nice. <laughs> I think it was Tony Robbins who asked the audience, do you like surprises? And then he waits and then he goes, no, you don't. He said, you, the, you like the surprises you want. The ones you don't want, you call problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Anyway. We were talking in the last episode all about emotions. And we talked about naming emotions and we talked about, you know, identifying them and feeling the energy that leads to the way we feel and how emotions came before thoughts. That was super interesting, that whole conversation. And I know that you mentioned that as things happen between us, when we get down a rabbit hole and start talking about things, we typically don't cover everything that you have in mind. And so today, let's just pick up that conversation and do part two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to mention more about some of the things that stop people from sharing emotions, because they're important myths. I love it. I think I called it emotional myth busting. That's it. That should be the name for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first myth that you want to bring up? So I briefly mentioned that if you share your emotions, you will burden others. And it's funny, people do that even with me. You know, they pay me to listen and then say, oh, I'm sorry, I just dropped everything on you. And I'm like, no, you didn't drop everything on me. You couldn't do that, first of all. But second of all, I'm not here to take over this stuff. I wish I could, but I couldn't. It's really you who will let it go. Just let it go. It's not that easy, but the idea that you will burden somebody else makes it even more difficult. So that's, I think, the number one myth, that if I say that I'm not well or I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm angry, I'm going to burden my partner, my boss, my children, so I should keep quiet. I like that, what you just said, because I talk to a lot of coaches and I hear a lot of coaches who talk about what you just said, taking on 
the emotional energy that their clients share with them. And I don't want to contradict what anyone says or does, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, for a coach, it's really not their job to take on that emotional energy. It's their job to help the person who has that emotional energy figure out what's best for them, whether it be to drop it, whether it be to name it and work through it, whatever that may be. But I hear a lot of coaches say that, that when they do sessions, it's very emotional because they take on all of that emotional energy. Absolutely. And I know a lot of healers. And if you're a healer of any kind, like it could be a coach or a doctor or a physiotherapist or just please do not think even that you're taking on somebody else's burden because this is how healers get blocked and hurt and they even like end up with diseases thinking that I've taken on so much. We could never do that. What we do is we can just be the channel for whatever the person needs. And the clearer we are as healers, the better the channel, the more that person can get. And I never assume that I'm giving something either. I'm not taking something away and I'm not giving something from myself. I'm just letting this energy reach that person through me as much as I can. And this amount changes from day to day or year to year as I develop. It just becomes a different level. And it's fine. I just let the energy that person needs flow through me and that's it. That's good. That's really helpful to a lot of people who feel like it doesn't even have to be coaches. I use that as an example because I talk to them a lot and they often listen. But family members, people that are close to you when they're going through a rough time, I know you will probably want to help them but you don't need to take on that emotional baggage, so to speak, or that emotional weight. So that's just super valuable for anyone, I think, who's listening to this, who tends to take on the energy that's around them. It's your decision whether you take on an energetic feeling or emotion or not. You can learn, like Clive says, to identify it, but not identify with it, recognize it, address it how you feel is the best, and then move on. Or you can take it on and see how that works. But it's really your choice. Another point that people often think if they share their emotions, they will chase others away. If people knew me for real, they would run away. They call it actually fatal flow syndrome. And I think I read about this on that beautiful book by Jonas Webb. It's called Running on Empty. And she mentioned that a lot of people suffer from this this thought, this emotion, that there is a fatal flow in them and that if people discovered it, they will just run away. It is not true. I really believe our nature is pure and it's all about getting back to that pure nature. In essence, we are good, but things shape us this way or that way. Life can be tough and we go through different social coding, different education systems. We go through different cultural systems and we face different challenges. And we are just a result of all that, plus our genetic inheritance, plus the way our thinking and feeling shapes us. And everything about us, everything is editable. It only takes consciousness. It only takes us to be aware of what needs editing. And then we are unlimited within our powers to edit, to change, to alter, to grow, to expand, to express. It's all possible. I truly believe that. I love that. We are unlimited and editable. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if you feel like if people knew you, they would run away. Hence, you shouldn't really reveal who you are or how you feel. Just try to get to the bottom of that emotion. Where is that coming from? How long has it been there? Do you know anyone in your family who felt that way? I mean, people wouldn't admit to it, but could you see if you were modeling after someone? Because as children, we generally learn that way. As people, we learn that way. So if we see one of our parents telling themselves off, it doesn't matter how much that person tells us not to do that. We will just copy the behavior. Yeah. That's a very big distinction right there is, you know, are you acting that way because you choose to and it's the best course for where you desire to be? Or is it just something that you've learned that you don't even realize that you've learned and you just react? Yeah, absolutely. And the things that we don't realize we learned are running in the background, are running our lives, are running our emotions and thoughts. We talked about this during the last episode. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen to it because... By becoming aware of this program that is running in your mind, you can change it. And that's how I think you can change everything in your life. If you could change the way you think and you feel and start with understanding it and get to the bottom of it. So the next point is when people feel like if they share their emotions, they will expose something vulnerable, like they will become weaker or that people would use feelings against them, what they share. And this is another reason people prevent themselves from sharing their emotions in the first place. And you know what happens when you don't express an emotion, it just gets stuck within. It's like an energy just doing circles within your body. And it wants to be released. And if you don't release it one way or another, and I don't mean if you're angry, go around just breaking stuff, but just Say that you're angry, express that anger verbally without being rude or harsh or loud even. And realize that your anger is actually hurt. You're hurting in some ways. That's why the anger is just a reaction to defend your well-being, you know. And if you don't express the emotions, they're like energy is running in your system wanting to be out. And they will find a way, perhaps a dysfunctional way to get out. For example, there will be tension in your body. You will suffer from lower back issues or some other digestion issues, health-related issues, or even manifest accidents here and there because there is something in your system that is overloading the system and you are not letting it out because of these myths that we are talking about. I think in the U.S. here, that's a big thing with men. It's not a masculine thing to share your emotions. And that's a learned behavior too, right? That's a learned thing because it's not that, you know, the masculine and feminine energies are something that regardless of whether you're male and female, we all have embody masculine and feminine energy in different ways. So I think it's that definition that we've been taught and that learned behavior that it's weak or quote unquote less masculine to share your emotions, which I think is actually false. I mean, this is how we are conditioned. This is the program I'm talking about. So thanks for bringing it up. Man, don't cry. Man, don't cry. Where did that come from? Who invented it and why not? And what is wrong with crying? It's just like this image of, oh, you're weak. If you cry, you're weak. But like we said during the last episode, the ability to feel emotions goes back years, millions of years before our ability to think. They were 
our main guidance through life to survive, to procreate, to express, you know, we did it all through emotions and we are still doing it. It's just this, we lost the balance a bit. Well, even from a sales perspective, if you want to take it in that direction, I mean, whenever you buy something or, you know, you make the decision, you do it from an emotional perspective, but then you go back after the fact, say you buy a car, you buy something you've wanted, you buy it because you really like it. And then after the fact, you go back and justify in your mind intellectually all the reasons why you bought that specific thing. Yeah. You buy a story, you buy a dream. You know, when I was in Switzerland, I was always seeing these expensive watch commercials and I was never sure if it was the watch that was being offered or the expensive car in the background or the beautiful woman or the handsome man in the foreground. It's like, what is it that is being offered here? It's a dream. It's a story that if you buy that watch, you will have this kind of life or you will feel like people who have this kind of life. So that's what we buy. Not the product, but the story behind it, the feeling. Yeah, and you can even take it a step further and talk about, you know, a significant other. If you choose to go out with someone or to go on a date with someone or to spend time with someone for, you know, this significant other reasons or romantic reasons, you just do it because you're into that person. But then you go back after the fact and convince yourself of all these intellectual reasons why you made that decision, but you really just did it because you had that feeling. It was an emotion that you were just into them. Yeah, things go very wrong when you don't have that emotion. You're not even into the person, but you think, I don't want to be alone. Let me try this. This is the only option I have. And generally that leads to disasters because in the end, relationships are about emotions. doesn't matter what kind, you know. And once it's when I was talking to an accountant in San Francisco and she said, oh, I would like to work with you. I would like to learn about coaching a bit more because I understand now that it's all about emotions. Accountancy is about emotions. Taxes are about emotions. Like it always comes down to family relations or, you know, when you talk to divorce lawyers and everything is like business partners. It's all about emotions. We are wired that way. But yet we make choices around relationships with our minds. And I wonder what went wrong. That's a very good question. <laughs> but I think it comes back to what we've been talking about all along is awareness, right? Being aware because you only know what you know. I mean, if you're brought mm -hmm. up a certain way and you just don't have the awareness about something, then it's very difficult to act on that or to even know that that possibility exists. But if you have that awareness or that seed is planted of awareness and you go out and take action to explore it, then you can make different decisions that give you different outcomes and different experiences and lead to different emotions. Which will lead you to be a different person. Right. Yeah. It's like an all complete circle. You know, the way you feel, the way you think creates an environment that gets back to you and creates who you are. And then from that, who you are, you create a new kind of circle, a new reality that again creates you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you hear this a lot, but I don't think a lot of people really understand it or internalize it is that if you want to change the world, you have to change yourself because it's not the world, it's the way you experience the world. And let me tell you, if you change your perspective, the world will look different anyway. You don't have to touch it to change it. Well, it's Wayne Dyer that always said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, beautifully said, yeah. <laughs>
So just to wrap up, another way people stop themselves from sharing their emotions is saying, well, it's better not to fight. So let's keep it quiet, you know, let's have a good time and not really express much. And this is very hard because when you're conditioned that you should have good time all the time, it's like you're not being truthful to yourself. And being afraid of conflict stops you from growing because conflict is just any kind of fear is just a border, a limit of your comfort zone. And the only way to expand that comfort zone is to push those limits or fears a bit and grow. And if you ever find yourself feeling like, okay, let's not disturb it. Let's not touch that topic. Let's have a good time. Maybe go there. And I say that being inspired by Ed Seinfeld. I just watched this clip again after many years. And I will share that in the episode description about George Costanza doing everything the opposite way he did in the past and ending up with a beautiful girl having a beautiful night, a date night and being super charismatic. It's like a four minute thing that I will share. And he got to that level by just doing exactly the opposite of what he would do normally. So that's the power of expanding those borders that I'm talking about, expanding your comfort zone in a way, growing. See, who says you can't learn something from TV? <laughs> exactly. There's something to learn everywhere. Like even like the people you think, oh my God, like what a terrible person. Okay, that's the judgment and we can question whether it's good or not, but you can at least learn how not to be. That's a good point. Sometimes it's more valuable to learn how not to be than it is to actually learn how to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It also defines who you are the way you're not defines who you are. <laughs> All these parallels and circles and loops, but it all comes back to the same thing, right? Yeah. Being who you are includes your emotions and your thoughts. And among them, there's no good or bad. It's just a matter of how you process them, how you put them in action and which ones you choose to believe or follow or buy. You know, I can create an emotion in you very easily. Like you can just go to go to a friend of yours and say, you know what? I really appreciate our friendship. I never told you this, but I really appreciate it. And see the person's face. You just created an emotion in that person. It's that simple, but it's up to that person. So you can trigger it, but it's really up to that person to hear that and believe that and buy that. If that person's heart or mind is somewhere else at that moment, like let's say your friend just got some terrible news on the phone and you said that at that moment, you know, it could bring him to tears or it could be just unheard. So that is the difference we are talking about. And that is where our power lies in that interpretation, in that reaction. Well, Ela, this has been another great conversation about emotion. I think we could continue talking about emotion and maybe we should over the course of the next few episodes that are coming up throughout this month and next. But is there anything you want to leave the audience with as we wrap things up? Any exercises or anything you want them to be aware of? Just click on that link, YouTube link I'm going to share with you and watch George Costanza. And I think that's an inspiration that we can all learn from. I always enjoy watching George Costanza. <laughs> Costanza. Seinfeld's one of my favorite shows. It's always great to have a good laugh. 
Yeah. And, and that's an emotion too. Yeah. Laughter. So you can choose to laugh. <laughs> yes. That's always a good choice. I want to remind everyone to, of course, call us, share with us your thoughts, ideas, emotions uh, on the Peacefully Hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. Email us, podcast at peacefullies.com and visit us at peacefullies.com to keep up with Ela and all things Peacefullies. Ela, thank you so much. This has been fantastic and I can't wait to speak with you again real soon. Thank you, Mario. And thanks for listening, everyone. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pereca. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you on the very next episode of the Peacefullies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peacefullies podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.